You're on Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. You're home on planet Earth. Hey, Fiona. Hey, Jill. Hey, I got an idea. Yeah. I want to... Let's explore this. Um, I want to talk about relationships we've left behind. Or have we? (laughs) (laughs) Have we left them behind? That's so true. You know, we think, all right, we've done... uh, That's over with. I'm moving forward. And yet, so often, we carry with us uh, attachments... Uh, that have created or fears or guilts or whatever it travels with us. So have we left them behind? The difficult thing is that I found is that in relationships we tend to choose people according to our patterns that we have within us. So we don't leave that. we don't leave our patterns and therefore we keep choosing in a sense the same people. Because I know we've talked about this before too, but um, so many people choose new relationships and find in the end they're the same same. as the last Mm one. I always say same, um, different relationships, same face because, or different face, same relationship, because uh, we we can't keep. drawing to us in a sense from looking out and seeing what we think is somebody but really uh, we're actually if we look at it in a spiritual sense we're working to to um, heal ourselves through bringing more of the same so that we can bring consciousness and awareness to it and um, that's why we tend to keep finding the same relationships so my suggestion would be if we find ourselves in the same relationship that we were in before but with a different person we th- we look about l- look at what it is i need to learn about myself mm-hmm. not about fixing anybody else or what's what's wrong with anybody else or what their patterns are or what they did wrong or what they did wrong mm-hmm. it's what am what am i doing what do i need to learn about myself and in doing that it's such a powerful it's a, such a powerful lesson, uh, and the key to it always is not to be hard on yourself as oh. you're exploring this. Yeah, because it's like if if we are in you know if we're in a good school, not the kind of school that I went to in elementary school, but the good school mm-hmm. where people are compassionate and kind. If we get um, something wrong that we didn't know, like we do, like we have a difficulty with addition when we're small, um, and if we have a kind teacher, the teacher doesn't say to us, "Oh, what an idiot you've," yeah. done, you, but we say that to ourselves in relationships. So um, in the beginning with relationships we go what an idiot you were look what you did look what an idiot you were we put it all onto the other person and then we get more and more conscious and we go okay so this is a pattern that I have and I keep finding somebody who will highlight that pattern so that I can heal it Hmm. and um, I, I think a journal is a wonderful way. Buy a, a really wonderful journal that really you're attracted to. And a to. pencil or a pen that you love writing with. Or the color you love writing or with. Or the yeah. color, but if it's smooth or you, whatever the feel is, because that's really important. It's really, it's surprisingly important. It is. Coming from somebody who has wonderful pens, says Jill. <laughs> oh, well, I, I love uh, I love paper that is smooth. I love uh uh, ink that flows 
well and doesn't leak. <laughs> um, and I find that I can write happily for a long time. And I think when we keep a journal, somebody once said this to me, it was my, my sister who, was, who I adore. And um, she said to me, and I think I might have mentioned this before, after I was diagnosed with cancer and had to start radiation and I was living on my own, and she said, right, and I already, motorcycle, already was keeping a journal, and she said, every morning when you get your cup of coffee or cup of tea, write three pages in your journal, three pages, just keep writing three pages, three pages every day, three pages every day. So there were some days I'd write, I don't have anything to say, I don't have anything to say, I don't have anything, and do you know what? And then all of a sudden it would start coming out, mm. and it was wonderful. Um, and looking back on it, some of the extraordinary things that came out, beautiful things that came out, lovely ideas that came out from a time that was so difficult. So keeping a journal, it, it teaches me, it teaches us all so much about ourselves. Yes, and, and if you start a journal off, if you're <clears throat> still think about a relationship that you've been through, which most people, most of us do. Um, so if you can start writing about that relationship a little bit every day, and just see what starts to flow, and just be aware that in the beginning you'll start writing about how awful the person Yes, and was. the anger, the anger will come out. That's so true. And then, can you believe blah, 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 blah. That, you know, that will happen. And that paves the way for the next stage for it to come through is a bit of understanding or a bit of I see this about and let me wait a minute that that that's reminiscent of the last relationship I had and let me ponder that and then you're writing about that uh, and you you're learning so much doing this you do and then ask yourself if I so how did I feel going through all of this uh -huh. Again or the first time? <laughs> the, well, maybe any of the time because you'll notice that you feel the same way in the end in all of the relationships. Mm -hmm. And then just say to yourself, and when is the first time I remember feeling that? This mm -hmm. is akin to the Byron Katie, the work, but it's not the same really, but it's similar. And then you'll notice that that pattern, that, that way you felt in your relationships in some way is in your childhood too. So it's something yeah, that, it's you, so that you've been working on your whole life and the relationships just give us a chance to work on it a little more. It yeah. doesn't mean we have to stay in them, but it does mean if we work on it with our journal consciously, we can start to, to free ourselves from thinking that somebody's treated us badly. And uh, you just said the word to me that, that means it's the key to everything is consciously. It's that awareness. When you become aware, then and conscious of the relationship and then the patterns in your life that creates you having the same relationship over and over again, what it is, and whether it originated from your childhood when you were very little or your youth or whatever, once you begin to recognize that, that's when the healing begins because you're not going to accept those same patterns again and change them. And you'll find that you start to look for different kind, a different kind of person, different attributes. Mm -hmm. Because I can remember, I, I've told this story before too, but 
when I was working at a health center in New York um, and this one person she had had maybe five marriages or five major relationships and she got she went and got into another one and everybody in the center was saying oh this is so wonderful it's a different person the person's so different and I said I'm really sorry but this is the same person and they said oh no you're wrong and then a year later I heard well she divorced him because he he was the same he was abusive and you know it didn't show in the beginning so if if yeah, a little pause here. It didn't show in the beginning. Mm-hmm. There's that uh, amazing that what uncertainty principle I think we talked about before. We tend to believe what we think we see, and the, the operative word is think. Mm. So if in, in meeting somebody and we think we see this wonderful, kind person and we don't actually see the real thing it's what we think we see it's what we want to see or they've opened the the piece of them that is kind either either it's a pretense but if it's a real thing maybe it's a piece of them mm-hmm. but then we're not prepared to look at the, at whole. the whole of them which also includes that potentially mm-hmm. maybe abusive or whatever person so if we stay in our bodies that means feeling the hands and feet putting the corners of the lips up, and really be there when we are with somebody, um, that it, we we see them better. I know there's a gentleman here called Yamaguchi in Ventura, and he teaches how to present yourself in the first 90 seconds that you meet somebody, because in those first 90 seconds when you meet somebody, you have already set them up in your imagination. You don't really look at them again. Now you're running on your imagination of who they are. So if that doesn't happen so that, much... That happens with the same thing with the piece of information that you hear for the first time, 90 seconds after that it becomes your truth. Yeah. So we've got to, by staying in our bodies, by feeling hands and feet and wiggling our toes and just feeling the energy in our hands, it keeps us conscious here in the moment so that we can be more aware of what we're really seeing with the person. If we can do it without judgment um, and without wishing that the person is what we hope they are. Mm-hmm. That's the trick, trick because, you know, we all want to be with somebody who's loving and kind and generous and compassionate. And everybody's got that peace in them. But if they're, if they're playing the role rather than really being that part of them, we won't see it if we're imagining yes, what exactly. we want. It's the rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. Basically, we don't even realize that we're wearing them. So if we get back to how do we how do we um, move beyond relationships that we're kind of mentally stuck in? Well, we got to have the awareness and the consciousness first. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I would do if I were in the position to do this again, which I'm really happy to say I'm probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would really have my feet on the ground. So in meeting people, in going to out to dinner and meeting people or any places that we go where we meet new people or old people uh, and there's a, there's a possibility there, I would put my make sure my feet are on the ground and I would uh, imagine I would have my the bottoms of my feet grow roots deep into the earth so I am planted in the earth I get the wisdom from 
deep inside the earth. And I really truly believe when we're connected in this way, consciously and aware of our feet being planted on the earth, we begin to see things. I agree. And the other thing is, when you're, if you're meeting somebody, try to not have too much alcohol. Because when you have alcohol, it's easy to get lost in your dreams and imaginings. So, I mean, one glass or something, maybe, but just, and, and the other thing is don't have sex before you know them. Because then the sex has a particular energy that can carry us with excitement into thinking that we love them. So if you can hold off on the sex and hold off on the alcohol when you meet somebody, you'll have a clearer view of who they are. Just get to know them. Go for walks. Watch a movie. Just do anything Become together. Become companions and friends first is mm -hmm. what, I, what I would say. Not being a drinker. I've never liked the taste of alcohol in any shape or form. So I didn't, never had that experience well it, it you know it could be even just two glasses but it's enough yeah. to to a symbol for for do for you right? <laughs> <laughs> well half a glass is about mine but i i um that's one thing and, and if you find that you are still really resentful about a relationship mm -hmm. or pieces write it all down and then let yourself write pages about each of your resentments to that person say and, and, ask yourself and here's another right when so fiona's saying write pages you could take a a page and tear it into small strips mm. okay lengthwise or whatever and then the the resentment write it down on every resentment goes onto another strip of paper uh, and write it down and write it down and write it down. And then when you're ready, roll each one up in a tiny little ball, set it on fire. And you want to do this outdoors or over a dish with sand in it and place it in the sand. And the sand is a wonderful, um, a, a wonderful medium to absorb and diffuse the negativity that you have put on this piece of paper. So if you got a bowl and filled it with sand, knowing that sand is a, is a healing thing that will take the negativity out of this, as you burn your resentment and your anger, you watch every single piece of paper go till it's nothing but ash. If it doesn't all go to ash, light it again, let the sand take it. And you might want to put that, be very careful of fire. I've had, uh, I've done oh, yeah. things like set my hair on fire, set a chair on fire with doing stuff. So be careful because it's, fire is dangerous, as we all know. Um, if you're wanting to do that, you might want to do it in a sink or in a bathtub. Yes. Just do them once, one at a time so yeah, that you don't you, get a big flame. Get, yeah, absolutely. Um, now you could do, you could have a floating bowl in, in water, a bowl floating in water, um, if it's a, a plastic bowl, but fill it with sand because the sand is made up of all the crystals and parts of the earth mm -hmm. that absorb all your anger and your frustration and, and they don't put it anywhere else. They take it, absorb it, and spread it out. And if you've got sprinklers in your house, as many of us have now, <laughs> you, it's okay just to put it in the trash. Like, rip them up and feel all of that energy oh, just going okay. up. Here's the other one, if mm -hmm. you want to do it without the fire. And I understand, Fiona, because you lost your house in the fire, so I'm so aware uh, of that. Um, you can still do the same thing, roll it on a 
strip of paper, and then go outside and bury each mm, one in the earth and let the earth take it naturally that mm-hmm. way. Or compost it out. And every time you have it... Well, it um, will become compost. Yes, literally. Way, yeah. well. So if, if you, you know, and if you, like Jill suggested, every day you just sit down and write three pages about your resentments, about that relationship. About your, when you, and also when you begin, begin, and so all your anger, your frustration, your bitterness, your desire for revenge and everything, let all of that come out. And then when you begin to see something about yourself in here this is this is where the adventure begins your adventure into consciousness awareness of the awakening the enlightenment and so really enjoy it yes and you can search out some of the teachers like um anybody like wayne dyer or you know abraham hicks or any of those and, and look on youtube for videos that may be connected to your resentments you know, it starts to start to search out spiritual things that people are saying about each of your resentments. Yeah. That can be helpful too, yeah. because uh, there are so many uh, teachers in so many avenues, from Christian to Buddhist to non-denominational, that um, you know that you can find that can give you extra support in looking at what you're going through. Mm-hmm. The internet is such an amazing, and YouTube is such an such amazing things for looking for. For help, I've not done that yet. <laughs> you know, well, Angel is not a no, computer person. So no, <laughs> I can break a computer. I can look at a computer and it'll break. Yeah, I put up traffic, traffic uh, street lights. I can drive under the street lights and they'll all turn off. So it happens to Bob too. Yeah. Uh, we were walking in France once and uh, along um, the ocean, and as he went by. <laughs> the light went, went off or flickered and it was very funny. It doesn't happen with me. So we're talking today about... Uh, Relationships we've left behind or have we? And, and the thing we have to remind ourselves with that is that um, it, it, it's almost like it's a, tra- it's a trap for us because often when we have not left the relationship behind, we are stuck in those things in the relationship and we can't really move forward altogether yeah. until we have moved beyond that relationship until we've gathered consciousness and awareness around that relationship and many uh, indigenous beliefs i know that native north american beliefs uh, are strongly um that uh, we need to have this awareness so that we can, we are here on this earth to experience what they call the touching, which is the humanness between us, the mm-hmm. love, the jealousy, the anger. And it, it, what matters, we're all going to get it. We're going to get every single bit of emotion in our lifetimes because that's what we're here to do. And so our lifetime, our earth walk here is how do we do this to the best uh, of our ability and how can without we, respecting everyone else and healing ourselves through this and how can we move through it without getting our feet stuck in that mud of yeah. that one relationship because yeah, then we're going to come back to do it again and we're going to come back and you think you've done it five times in this lifetime well how about another lifetime doing it let's get it 
let's get it sorted out now. Yeah, and, and the other thing you can do is go into nature. Always. And breathe, hold the relationship and just breathe, constant, very slow breaths as you mm. look at your resentments with your feet on the earth. Um, that can be really helpful too. And, you know, not to judge yourself in the end for anything that you've done. It's really important not to, because we've all been there, we've all done it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you've done, we've done. Whatever we've done, you I mean, you yeah. know, that's the funny thing is... And not one of us is better than the other, or more enlightened, actually, than no, the other. No, we're all fully enlightened. We're just going through the... the of the training. Ex- <laughs> the expansion, yeah, <laughs> of that. So, this is Earth Tribe Radio. www.earthtriberadio.com Your home on planet Earth. Yay!